0: Welcome to the Fearless Living Now podcast. I'm your host, Patty Lustig, and this podcast is sponsored by the Fearless Living Now community. If you're committed to accessing the courage to live life full out and beyond fear, you are in the right place. Each episode will be focused on an aspect of what it takes to find the courage needed to take action toward the fulfillment of your goals. Welcome, everyone, to this episode of Fearless Living Now. This is Patty Lustig, your host. And today, I'm very excited to introduce you to two of my closest friends. We only met recently, what was it, about six to nine months ago, Jan? Yeah, it was last,
1: maybe November.
0: Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. not even a year. Jan and I met in a intuitive painting class and you all know my journey with intuitive painting and we just kind of connected really quickly and then I met her partner Linda and then I found out they had a dog named Matilda and I was like okay that's just too serendipity because you all know my daughter's name is Matilda (laughs) and so we've stayed connected ever since in various ways and have garnered a pretty Phenomenal friendship. I have them on today, Jan and Linda. Jan is a former, what would you call it, Jan? You taught.
1: I was a university professor in English and creative writing.
0: Yes, in Australia. Yes, in Australia. for, For many, many years. And Linda was an architect. And that was in Santa Fe, Santa Fe, or in Taos. Primarily
2: in Santa Fe, but I did work in other states before I finally got back to Santa Fe.
0: Okay, excellent, excellent. So two very educated, smart, intelligent women with phenomenal backgrounds. They actually knew each other in high school (laughs) and then were not connected for many years, reconnected. And they're just going to tell you a little bit about their story. I think it's so inspiring. And it could be inspiring to somebody who is wanting an intimate relationship. But it could also be inspiring to anybody who just wants to take a risk and wants to go outside their comfort zone for the possibility of, you know, the next thing that could happen in their lives. They're both in their 70s like I am. And it just also goes to show that it's never too late. That's right. That's right. So thank you so much for being willing to come on the podcast and share your story. And I'll let you decide where you want to start. Okay.
1: Do you want to start?
2: Well, Jan's situation, I think, is sort of what started it all, that you were in Australia, but had to come back frequently because of your mother's change and aging and you were taking care of her and also some scholarly reasons to come back you had several episodes or study leave and such yeah conferences and stuff and wasn't Mm. it a study leave when we
1: both here a luncheon and you can tell that story well i decided to come back to santa fe because we grew up in Los Alamos, New Mexico, the atomic city, strange place, but we liked it when we grew up there. I decided when I came back, I needed to be close enough to Colorado, which is where my mother and family were. And so... And Santa Fe is a lovely place. And Santa Fe and New Mexico <laughs> is home. Anyway, so I came back for a six-month study leave which is sabbatical, they'd call it a sabbatical here, Mm. rented a little place in Santa Fe, not within walking distance of downtown, of the plaza, and found out through one of my former high school friends that every month, they almost, they had a birthday party for somebody in our class. Yeah,
2: there were about 15 women, mostly, yeah, all women. Who's just stayed in touch after graduation and sort oh. of sprung out along the Rio Grande from a little north of Taos in Abiquiu, and that she became a potter. And then there was a couple in Taos and on down through Santa Fe and into Albuquerque all the way to Berlin. Mm-hmm. And she has her doctorate in something other, but it wasn't every month, but about
1: quarterly we meet and share birthdays. Oh, and, nice, uh, and I. Was walking down the street one day and ran into an old high school friend who recognized me, and I recognized her. And she told me, I really must go to this lunch. And I did. Mm. And I recognized Linda.
2: And we, we sat across from each other, and that's, I was gobsmacked again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, Linda, you had a thing for Jan in high school. What? Well, not really. No. Okay. No. But, no. But at that moment,
2: it became kind of clear to me that I'd like to spend more time with this woman. Except
1: that when she walked across the street after <laughs> lunch, I said, so do you have a partner? She's and I said,
2: uh, er, and ran off because I was so scared.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's funny. That's great. And how many years had it been since you had seen each other? year
1: high school
2: past the like the
1: 30s 32 30s because we both went to the 30th year reunion and we missed each other there it's like sliding wow wow event i went to another and i always but the time may not have been correct then you know Yes, yes yes Anyway, so um, it it was kind of, we we had the opportunity along the way, and it didn't happen, and then it did. But at that time, I was going back to Australia, and I did go back to Australia. Stayed there, well, several more years. And then I came back to take care of my mother and moved back, and moved to Santa Fe.
0: But she Uh, said at that meeting, Linda said she was gobsmacked by you. Did you feel that way about her? At the time I
1: wasn't allowing anybody in my life cuz I knew I had an overseas okay life, you know um, okay. but I really liked her you know yes. and yes. I wanted to become friends again with her and and we did once I moved back we became fast friends we we went camping together yeah. we did all sorts of things together but that was after I was sort of
2: making not moves but approaches indications and, uh, yes indications signals and another mutual friend told jan hey you know linda's kind of interested in you so jan at that point said it was a, a come to whoever meeting when you know really want to be friends mm. and that she went so well i and that
1: went on for 10 years i was afraid <laughs> i was afraid i'd lose the friendship yeah And I'll keep talking if you want to go to the other. I was afraid I'd lose the friendship with Linda. But we shared so much in common. We knew people in the area. We love New Mexico. We love northern New Mexico in particular. We love Santa Fe. We love the mountains. We love walking. We love camping. And Linda is a very funny person. You probably know. And And sometimes I can be funny, too. (laughs) Uh, She she brings it out in me. So we spent a lot of time laughing, enjoying ourselves, traveling, doing all sorts of things. And then I got horrible allergies Mm. in Santa Fe. I was allergic to juniper, and I had it most of the time there. But I finally decided I really missed the ocean and the beach because where I lived in Australia was in a beach town, not far from Adelaide, where I taught. We came down here and went to a a talk by David White, who is a wonderful poet, spiritual poet. And we just started looking around and I I thought, well, maybe, maybe I could move to Florida. I never in my life thought I'd move to Florida, but long story short, I found a little place in Dunedin and I loved Dunedin. I just, I loved it. Yeah, uh, But it was a little one-bedroom. And, of course, Linda was very unhappy that I did that, but she supported me all the way, you know. And I lived here about three. She came the first year for Christmas. She came another time that year to I, visit. It came about twice a year. Yeah. And it reminds me, too, of another couple
2: of women I met who had separate careers around the country. And finally, the one said, you know,
1: it was just driving me crazy being away from her. Well, I missed her terribly. <laughs> I mean, my, be- my best friend, you know, we talked on the phone. Linda's not a yeah. big phone talker, but yeah. it was better if she just got on the plane and came yeah. down. Yeah. And, yeah. You
2: know, <laughs> but because of, I have COPD, breathing at altitude in Santa Fe was becoming more difficult. And rather than have to use supplemental oxygen, Although I did for several years, I knew I wanted to move. And it was either here to meet, be with Jan and maybe just share her friends and get another nearby apartment like before, or I was going to go to the West Coast where we had other
1: dear friends. And those dear friends are one of the reasons I would say that, we're, the, together. that we're together because mm. one of them had a terrible lifelong kidney disease mm-hmm. and they made a 10-year plan or a five-year plan. Yeah, five year, five and year they, plan and they went they traveled they did everything they could together and mm. um, so during covid i i called linda and said i think we should make a five-year plan uh. and, and then we co- had another phone conversation and i said well you know i want to move and would you mind if i mind if i basically <laughs> what i got back she said, "Off, I can find a place down." I said, "You're not going to find. A, we can live together." And in that moment, I just knew we were going to be together, you know, and not yeah. as yeah, well. yeah. And I know yeah. I mean just as roommates, yeah. you know. And it just took a beautiful turn. We I allowed it. It took me so long. Yeah, yeah. Well, my life had been travel and and being, I never, even in Australia, I thought I can't really get involved with anybody there because I might have to go back because of my mother,
0: you know? Uh, Oh, yeah. A foreigner. Yeah, and
1: I was a foreigner. No. Uh, But I just put it off, you know, for a long time. And Mm -hmm. I had been married before and I'd had a long-term relationship with a woman before I left for Australia. and. I was quite clear, you know, that I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to give up my independence and you know all of that, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or get hurt again. Yeah, and we both were. Yes, yes, we're guarding ourselves, but mm-hmm. also we both, I think, really, it was like Doug, our friend who passed in December, the of the couple we were talking about. He would have said, "Just go for it," you well, know.
2: Yeah. Yes, and,
3: yes.
2: And, and even friends that we had in Santa Fe we, we, we assumed, well, aren't you partners?" No, we're not, we're just good friends.
1: Was, we, <laughs> you know, and everywhere but, together, but everybody then, assumed we were
2: partner. Yeah, but then finally, when we decided, yes, I'm going to come and, and it's more than roommates, whatever. Yeah. We started calling each other Mrs. H. but Because we both have H <laughs> as a last name. <laughs> So, so um, and Jan told Bob and Doug by sending them a recording of Etta James singing "At Last." <laughs> so they
1: they were ecstatic about that. As it was so like so many people said, "Duh, of course you're, <laughs> of course you're together." Why didn't you figure that? Out? You know, I was like, um, "Yeah." yeah but it was a perfect decision, even though we're old.
2: yeah, and the timing mm-hmm. is fine and the the foundation of a solid friendship without the pressures mm-hmm. is i think has proved wonderful yeah it was- it's the shared <laughs> memories without the bad ones
1: we have we, we have we have a gazillion pictures of all the things we've shared together over the years, and as you know, Patty. We made the decision in, well, February. No, you asked me to marry you on my birthday in November. Yes, but we yeah. made the decision about when. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yes, in November, I took her out for a lovely meal <laughs> yeah, on the water. And I had yes. a, a ring in a box. Yep. It was very romantic. It was. It was.
3: Oh, uh, it's so sweet.
2: Then we, we were going to get a... Courthouse marriage, and then go down with friend to Key West. But last February, last yeah, you know, last January was January. January, but that didn't transpire. So yeah. we set the wedding date for the spring equinox, which I think
1: is a wonderful thing, and it's about beginnings in the spring. And we got married in our backyard, as you know, Patty. Yeah. And- and even when we got the license you know to get married at the courthouse it was really funny because people standing in line behind there were people standing in line not just to get wedding licenses Mm -hmm. but also Mm -hmm. things in that office and they could hear the questions the guy was asking us and they're the kind of questions you would ask young married you know people sort of Handed us yes. a notebook <laughs> on family, and you know, and was, uh, I don't think we need that. And when we got up to leave, all these people clapped.
0: Said, oh, how so neat!
1: Great,
2: so That's we great. you know, which was really gratifying instead of anything homophobic or, oh, well, look at those old, you know, the old yes, 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 yeah. yes. But it was maybe we're grandmotherly enough,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yes. We don't look very
0: threatening. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, well, uh, we,
0: yeah. So, Jan, you had come out in your 30s, right? Right. And then, Linda, when did you come out?
1: Well, and
2: sort of not really until I was with Jan, although I knew. Uh huh. Yeah, attracted more to women than men.
0: But Am it's I- awesome. And, did it take courage for you? Like, I know you said you were gobsmacked at that meeting, but well, did it take I, no. courage for you to actually say yes? I'm going to be in this committed, intimate relationship with you.
2: Well, if I'd have thought about it that way, perhaps yes. But <laughs> <laughs> I okay, just, I just go along. Okay, and actually, when it was really sweet, when I did come here, Jan was so excited to. Let other people in her life know that we called friends in Baltimore her friends mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. on a zoom call, and I was sitting there next to Jan talking to people I'd never seen before, and then one of them said, "So Linda, tell us about yourself,
1: sort of like before, this, <laughs> like this is an interview, like, can yeah. I yes your- yes." <laughs> <laughs> protective of me and so it, but what came to
2: mind and it's i think a really nice visual image is walking on lily pads
3: mm-hmm.
2: so you take a step and test and feel and it's solid and you can go ahead and do it and take the next and so mm-hmm. incremental progress
1: incremental choice mm-hmm. yes and i feel really lucky because linda do well hasn't met them yet those friends but we took a trip with another friend up to Maine and New Hampshire in mm-hmm. the fall a couple of years ago, two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. And she got to meet my best friend. Uh, mm-hmm. in it was just wonderful. But she, you know, it was like, how could these two parts of my life reconnect? Cause it had been years since I've been mm-hmm. here. you know, many years. And so I'm just feeling like, She just fit beautifully into my life, and I fit into hers. I met her brother and her sister-in-law, and we're going to see them in October. And, you know, we have had nothing but kindness and acceptance from everybody we've told. And as far
2: as my coming out, really, it was not sudden or whatever. It was just a fitting into friendships in Santa Fe because... While Jen was first in Santa Fe, patching together whatever work she could to stay alive and going up to once every month, really, for a week to take care of her mom. yeah she was working in a furniture consignment store <laughs> and there were these two guys looking at a big chest of drawers and thinking, you know, it says a sock drawer or whatever. <laughs> and Jan went up and said, so, you know, da, 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 talk, talk, talk. And then it's kind of hard to meet gay people here in Santa Fe. And they, this is Bob and Doug, our, <laughs> our good friends. So you think we're gay? Why? <laughs> 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 at any rate, mm-hmm. so not long after that, and it was on the day, the Sunday that the time changes, we, Jan, made a date with Bob and Doug and me, so for me to meet them. Yes. And just true to form, they were an hour late because... They got the time wrong. They were looking at the, oh. had, had it the other. So, oh, hilarity. And it was lovely, just like you and Jan hit it off. Mm-hmm. Yes. I felt at home with these guys, and mm. it, Santa Fe is, has a very supportive gay community and monthly parties uh oh, Friends of Dorothy. Friends of Dorothy, which was a sub a code word for a gay man. If Dorothy okay. Wizard of Oz, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. So the Friends of Dorothy cocktail parties were a great fun thing, and met a lot of not. As many
1: women, but a lot of gay men and had a wonderful. And when I left, then Linda had a gay community, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 which was nice. But what I would say about coming out is you're never done. Well, right, right, you know, and I-, I mean, especially <clears throat> when we had to tell people when we told people we were getting married, yeah. I mean, my family in Colorado is pretty conservative, not my brother so much, not my sisters, but other parts of my family, and I never really talked to them much about my life. Mm. And so But I did tell some of them, and they were really understanding. Mm. And friends here who are much politically much more conservative than we are, and they just loved us, you know, and they've taken us under their wing. Then.
0: Yeah, yeah, mm. yes. You know, I think the whole distinction coming out, although we speak mostly about it, in terms of gay people coming out or maybe transgender person coming out that type of thing i think it can apply to so many areas of your life like i'm coming out as an artist like i would have never called myself an artist a year ago never in 100 million years yep and sometimes i'm like well is it presumptuous because you know, I compare myself to other people, but it's not. Because it. yeah. right now, I consider myself an artist. I've come out as a writer. I think when you get married to a man, you come out as a wife. Like it's, <laughs> and maybe some of it's not all as controversial, but I think what it points to is that place where we have to bring forth some courage mm-hmm. to declare something about ourselves that maybe. Some people are going to take offense to. Some people are going to judge us on. I think we deal with that all the time in all kinds of areas of our lives. And that's why I like to do these interviews, because my whole game is inspiring people, just inspiring people to go beyond where they think they can go and to know they have more strength and courage than they think they have, to know there's community out there if they look for it. There's all Mm -hmm. the support they need. There's no reason you have to stay stuck. No, and it's Mm -hmm. never too late. Yes, never never too late. Never, never. And I talk to mostly women all the time who, you know, I'll never find somebody. And I'm like, that's not necessarily true. Mm -hmm. My mother remarried at 70 to quote the man of her dreams. (laughs) You know, it's like he had everything my dad didn't have. My dad had passed on and she lived out another 10 years with him at the best time. It was never
1: too late. It isn't even our friends, Doug and Bob. After Doug passed, Bob met another man named Bob. <laughs> Two Bobs and uh, they are madly in love. And oh,
2: she, that's great. The new Bob had lost his partner after a long and lingering illness, and so they both suffered in that way. Can understand they have real affinity for each other's sorrows
1: and joys, and they're just
0: yeah, and they're coming to
1: see us, and we're all going to all right in P- <laughs> February, but we yeah. haven't had yeah. Bob yet. But if that's really important because love is love. I mean, that, that sounds like a cliche, but it really, if you allow it in your life, amazing things can open up.
0: Yeah, it's never too late for love. It's never too late to start a business. It's never too late to become a yeah. painter. It's never too late to write yeah. something. You know, sure, there are some things maybe if you can't physically do. You can't do well, that. Yeah. But for the most part, so many things are never too late. At
1: 50, I decided to move back to Australia. Mm-hmm. I had taught there in the 70s, and I decided to do a PhD at 50.
3: Yeah.
1: And it was because, you know, I had an MA. I couldn't get tenure with an MA. And I just thought, where would I like to go? Yeah. That's where I want to go. My friends yeah. thought it was nuts, but it was yeah. the best decision I made.
0: Oh, that's um, great.
1: And everything the place, yeah. you know, when I made yeah. the decision. So
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: but emerging rather than coming out.
0: I've been. Thinking yeah, yeah. About, I love that emerging.
2: Dan uh, has a hobby of fostering monarch butterflies, and to see the butterfly emerging from the cat. Oh
0: yeah, yeah,
2: yeah totally, the, you know, totally. It's, it's such a magic moment. So
1: wow. We love doing well,
0: that. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for sharing your magic with us. For everyone listening, thank you again for listening. Please go to my website, www.fearlesslivingnow, and look for resources. We will be doing another retreat this year on Memorial Day weekend. We'd love to have you. I hope to hear from you soon, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks. Good day for now, my friends. Thanks for listening. Remember to visit fearlesslivingnow.com. Join the Fearless Living Now Facebook group and subscribe to the weekly podcast. This will give you more encouragement and inspiration. Feel free to reach out to me at patty@fearlesslivingnow.com at or 612-363-7605 if you need anything.